0: relationship theory I'm your co-host Tom Bilyeu I'm here all by myself Um, but I'm gonna keep talking and by the way it's almost luck that I heard you so don't forget to use the walkie-talkie that would help tremendously and I'm just gonna keep talking Uh, I think you said okay Pressing record. Yeah.
1: Nice. On it, thanks.
0: All right. There it is. (sighs) Yeah.
1: Ready when you are, guys. What did she say?
0: I don't know. It's actually really. If you're saying something like you guys are live or something like that, we, you got to press it, then wait a second, then speak. Or not.
1: Get ready, I think that was.
0: People just cannot help themselves. You have to press the button, it's wait, difficult, right? then speak. There we go. That was good. Cindy, I perfect. think we
1: need him to do uh, Facebook Live controls one day, see how you he likes wanna it. You guys want to host
0: everything without me? <laughs> If, if that's the trade we want to do, we can do it. All right. Did we press the button?
1: I don't know. You press record that? Right? Yeah. Okay.
0: So if we're... Excellent. All right, hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of relationship theory I am your co-host Tom Bilyeu and I'm here with none other than Lisa So yes we coordinated that last time I didn't forget which is maybe in and of itself a little shocking uh, forgive us for being a few minutes tardy today we have all the excuses in the world Uh, but since we don't make excuses we'll just own it our bad but here we are we are ready to rock and roll We're doing the damn thing. We
1: all doing the damn thing. In fact,
0: so one thing that we should probably do for anybody that's joining us for the first time, Relationship Theory is where Lisa and I, who happens to be my lovely, lovely wife, uh, go into your guys' questions about relationships. We are steadily working on putting together whatever the 25 bullet point equivalent of Uh, relationships is we started it the other day and it would did we hit 40 bullet
1: points I know it's so funny we started we tried to do 25 and well we'll whittle
0: it down over time so where we are now is not necessarily indicative of where we will end up but we're brainstorming all of those things so um, for those that don't know, we have been together for 16 and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tempting to round up to almost 17, but know, not quite. I know, have done 16 and it a, a, a half. Few to- and a few times. we are about to hit our 15-year wedding anniversary, so we violated pretty much every rule that we have uh, for couples out there in terms of how old you should be when you get married and all that good stuff. Uh, we broke all those rules. But nonetheless, we've managed to make it work out. We've managed to make it work out by codifying everything, really thinking through what are the strategic things that you should be doing as a couple um, to keep the flame alive and to work well together. And we are not only married, we're business partners. I don't know why that sounds so cheesy, uh, but it's true. It is cheesy. Because in my head, what I said was we're partners in life and partners in business. Uh, That really is cheesy. I pulled a last minute uh, switcheroo to keep it from being absurd. But yeah, so that's the show. Here we are taking questions, and I'm guessing that we have some questions from last week. Yeah,
1: and guys, if this is bringing you value, um, please share it.
0: Wow, that's like we're getting better. We're getting better. Official hosts, I'm very impressed. Can I be honest
1: though? I actually even wrote myself a little note on my computer. Why? That's uh,
0: good. That's smart. That's um, so. In fact, the two things was
1: share and then talk about that we're working on the 25 bullet points. I want Mm. a better name though. I don't like bullet points. Okay. It sounds, uh, if anyone's got a good idea out there on what we can call them, um, but yeah, bullet points, it sounds, I don't know. No. Yeah. But
0: Fair enough. Right. We will come up with a better So, balance. should
1: we go to, um, oh, so guys, please submit some questions, um, and until we get some good uh, some questions in, we'll read ones from last week? Perfect. All right. That. So, um, I like this one. This one's from Facebook, from Jessica Tarzia. Um, she says, y'all, I love y'all, what's up <laughs> y'all? Um, y'all are adorable. Wow. Have you ever, um, have you ever went through one of, oh, sorry, I think, I think they're foreign, so I'll try and translate this a sure. bit. Have you ever gone through one, um, where one of you was going through depression and how did you support them, um, in that time without taking away from you?
0: Wow. it's a great question. Go for it. Uh, well, so first let me say, would you, at the height of your stomach issues, would you say, and by stomach we mean intestinal, we just rounded to stomach, um, would you say you were depressed?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's, that word, depending on who you're saying it to carries a lot more weight than others, like sure. deep depression where you're, you know, really just you don't want to leave the house, so you're... we'll say flirting with depression. Okay, just to, yeah, yeah. So. I was, I was very down, very sad. Um, didn't want to socialize. So yeah,
0: yeah. So not clinically depressed. Yeah. So I get where you're going, but um, so in that, that really came down to being supportive of the other person is absolutely critical. In fact, do we have like those words on our ever growing list of bullet points? you should stealthily be adding things in the episode. Okay, <laughs> um being supportive is super super critical. Uh I don't know that you in fact I'll just you can't be in a relationship and really do the things that you need to do for the relationship to not at sometimes totally backburning yourself. And and I I mean look that's you know days at a time it's not weeks and months at a time or maybe it's weeks but it's certainly not months at a time but really like making sure that we took steps to solve that problem was rough. So mm-hmm. it was at the height of um, trying to grow Quest. It was so much energy going into that. And then trying to really figure out what was going on with your stomach was brutally difficult. So there were definitely times where I just had to back burner myself and what I wanted. But it that wasn't even like something that I had to deliberate on. It was what you were going for was... A hundred times worse than having to backburner myself. So um, that's very different though than getting lost in a relationship or being consumed by somebody else's depression. And if like this is really a question about how to deal with somebody who is clinically depressed, and that to me isn't really defined by, and sorry, my allergies are going crazy today. Um, it's not defined by whether they've been treated for it or not, it's just like, are they displaying the symptoms where it's a chronic condition, um, they're having a really hard time perceiving the world the way that it is, like they're totally lost in the brain chemistry of depression. Um, That you have to be very, very careful to not be consumed by what's going on with that person. And to me, that requires more effort from them to be willing to do the things to get Mm. out of the depression now the real question for me and i i say it's a real question because this scares me and what would i do if you stopped being willing to claw your way out of that or i stopped being Mm. willing right because i can deal with anything except the other person not being willing to try like that's where In fact, whenever you hear me say the word selection matters, and that is one of the things that we wrote on our very long list of soon to not be called bullet points, (laughs) um, is selection matters. Yeah. When I say that, what I really mean is the other person has to be willing to try. Because you can't necessarily stop yourself from getting depressed, but you absolutely can take measures to not stay there. So if you weren't doing that, and Mm. if I felt like I was hitting a brick wall, Mm. and this is why I say I'm a filtering mechanism, like all the content that we put out, I'm not trying to convince people, I'm trying to be a tool for people who are already convinced. And that they can then use that, right? So this isn't about convincing people to uh, want to work on their relationships. It's not about convincing people of the power of love. It's not convincing people that um, neurobiology and brain chemistry changes over time and that you have to adapt with that if you want your relationship to last. It's not convincing people about commitment. It's about saying, here are the tools. Once you already believe that, once you want that, once being in a relationship, something that's important to you, that you understand that you have to work on it in order for it to you know, work long-term, that you... Like once you believe that, then we can help. So if somebody, if like they're in a depressive state, they're not willing to A, acknowledge that depression is a question of brain chemistry and wiring. Like if you can get them that far, then it's like, okay, now we have to work on the wiring. We have to work on the brain chemistry. But if they just want to shut that down, mm-hmm. Now you can only hope to get lost in that, which holds no interest for me, by the way. And the reason I say this is a real question and that it scares me is what the fuck do you do? Because now two things would come into conflict. If I'm telling you that, hey, this is rich or poor, um, sickness and in health, like forever I'm going to be there for you. But then for months, a year, multiple years, you won't come out of it. Like at what point do you say, this doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And so I can't keep doing this.
1: Yeah, and I think um, we even spoke about that because one thing is that we have um, often said to each other is, like, don't wallow in that person's sadness as well, right? That almost makes it worse. It's like listening to sad music when you're sad. Like, it doesn't help. Like... Um, I was actually just speaking to somebody the other day and they were feeling down. I said, put on Friends, right? Because Friends is just, it's lighthearted, it's funny. So right. try and actively change that brain chemistry so that you can go from, you know, if you're frustrated or sad or whatever, like working towards that. And I remember us talking about that. And you had said, said to me, like, there's nothing I can do right now about my stomach, like as in, you know, today, I can actually work on it, yes, but that may take a year, two years. But the mindset is such a different thing. Like, am I, have I given up? Have I gone, well, my life sucks and this is what it is now? Or am I looking for that improvement? Am I trying to get out of it? And there were days that I had, you know, failed and I fell and I felt a bit sorry for myself. But you didn't join in on me feeling sorry for myself. And you did this really interesting thing where you, there was like this fine line. It wasn't that you would just like suck it up, you know, deal with it. Um, you were addressing the physical pain that I was in. And so you were like, baby, how can I help you? Do you want an ice pack? Um, do you need, you know, Advil? Like with things like that, you were very supportive. Um, lie down, like don't get up. I'll do it. I'll take care of the babies. But the mental part of it, you, you didn't come to my level you were like look you can think through this you can get you know stop focusing on the negative negative." and that was one of the phrases that you had taught me that was so powerful and I don't know if you guys at home like every so often the right time the right moment someone says something and it's just a light bulb goes off um that was one of those moments where you said to me you get what you focus on Like, I preach that now all the time. Like, I say it to myself. I say it to anyone that, you know, is going through anything tough because it hit me like a ton of bricks. You get what you focus on. So I can't right now, this second, change the pain that I'm in. I can't right now change the um, distress that, like, not being able to eat, not being able to stand up. I can't change that. But if all I'm doing is focusing on that, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be mopey. I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be down. And that's then not fun to be around. So you really helped me change that question, the thing in my mind, right? Where it's like, stop focusing on the negative and start focusing on what you can do to change it. What are the great things you can accomplish in by, you know, trying to um, change your gut biome and so, um, so yeah, those little things where you were supportive, but you didn't encourage the emotional downside to it.
0: You ready for something really trippy? Always. So pain as an impulse to the brain is exactly... Um, not, not like it's the same, but it there's no sort of difference in that a car on the road, whether it's a, you know a Volkswagen, a BMW, a Tesla, it doesn't matter, right? They're all a car on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but the experience of those is all very different. So you've got pain, which is a signal like pleasure, and then you have suffering, which is actually a separate region of the brain. And one of the things that I always found fascinating about hypnotism is when they hypnotize you, what they're doing is they're shutting off your suffering. So you're not killing the pain impulse. So they can Mm. get people to do stuff like put your hand in ice cold water. They hypnotize you. You can leave it there longer. Mm -hmm. Or, and this is amazing. I love this so much. And if you want to know why I'm all about beauty and rage, dig this for a second. I want your full attention. All right. If I need you to endure pain... Do you know there's one thing that you could do that would immediately, allow, I forget the percentage, but it's like significantly, you could endure way more pain. Do you know what it is?
1: Um, God, I don't know if this is it, but like, not necessarily rage. Yes. Really? Just stop right there.
0: Let somebody get fucking angry the amount of pain that they can tolerate is like two or three times more just by getting mad. That's why when you get hurt, you swear, you cuss, because if you want a fighting chance against the competition, you need to be using the best technology and platforms in the world like Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. Now, I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy for you to start, run, and grow your business. It didn't used to be this easy. I'm telling you back in the day, it was a lot harder. I'm so jealous. Shopify powers more than 10% of all US e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly and efficiently choose Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash impact now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Instantly, like you're using the neurochemistry of the anger, which actually has benefits which is why it stayed around from an evolutionary perspective as long as it has like when you can snap into that rage you can deal with a lot more pain so utterly fascinating anyway the whole reason i'm bringing that up is just that there are things that you can do to modulate your suffering okay (laughs) you're not modulating the pain signal the pain signal is what the pain signal is but you can modulate suffering and that's why i say You can't necessarily choose whether or not you're in pain, but you absolutely control whether you're suffering. Mm. And if you just switch that part of your brain off, like I'm not going to suffer from this. That's something I've used with cold. I used to let cold really make me suffer. And finally, I was just like, just turn that off, right? Like don't focus on it. Mm -hmm. Don't suffer. Like literally switch that part of your brain off. Find a way to move towards it.
1: Yeah, and I also talk to myself to do that. So like I, you know, it was two years I'm still going through the you know digestive issues but not to the extent that I was and I remember like I just stopped saying it out loud right like my tummy hurts because I was it just kind of reinforces that thought in my mind right of like yeah poor me my tummy hurts like you can't stand up it's like fucking suck it up Lisa like you can't complain about this every day like what's wrong with you you know like it is what it is take actions to make it better, but the more I would feel sorry for myself, or the more I think about it, the more I would start to feel sad and feeling depressed. And so I was like, I knew that that wasn't taking me anywhere good. And so, yeah, I would just, that mindset of like, yeah, it hurts and what? And what? Like, what are you going to do about it? So kind of, you know, disconnecting the emotional side um, and you know, not focusing, getting, also getting angry. I mean, just in general, I think like even when um, lifting weights, right? Like if I put on like an angry song and I pace back and forth and I start going like, I will lift that 100 pounds. Like no fucking excuses. I will lift it. I've seen a woman who's in her 70s who can lift, you know, 130 pounds, like stop being a worse, get to it. And I think that's sometimes how I end up injuring myself. But it's, <laughs> but you know, and oh, oh, the story about that woman who like lifted up the car to save Is it her. real though? I think it is. I like to I believe think, yeah, it. Yeah, I is. was going to say,
0: I think you want it to is. be true. Uh, humans are capable of amazing feats in certain situations. So yeah, uh, the moral of that story is not lost on me. Yeah.
1: All right, let's do a couple of shout outs. Let's do it. Yeah, we've got Brittany Robinson in Japan. Whoa. Nice. Thank you for joining us in Japan. That's, That's awesome. Brittany
0: Robinson in Japan. Yeah. Not El- the name you expect in Japan. I want to El- know, Brittany Robinson, why are you in Japan? Is this a military brat thing? Is this uh, like from the show Girls? And You've you got a you thing for move? people's
1: names, haven't you? And their locations.
0: I do. More than names, I think. Yeah, I've got some
1: cool ones here.
0: Which, yeah, I'm utterly fascinated. But anyway, I want to know. I want to know your story. I have a thing for Japan as well. so He does have a thing that. for
1: Japan. Um, Elsina Una Jakova in Botswana. Whoa. Thank you for joining Good. us.
0: That, that one's impressive, both for the name and for the location. I
1: know, right? Um, mela Salama from Paraguay. Wow. Yeah, awesome, guys. The Thank you for tuning in. This is phenomenal. I so, know. for
0: kids, that grew up in the era where, oh, yeah, talking to somebody from Paraguay or Botswana like, was a thing. For me, that was not. Do you know what ham radio is? No. That was like the... Cl- somebody laughed. So I'm guessing Chase knows what <laughs> ham radio is. So ham radio back in the day was like the only way you could talk to somebody. I mean, you could do long-distance phone calls, but they were so expensive. And to encounter somebody randomly was like... It basically didn't happen. Ham radio was the way. You could like tune into somebody around the world and... Um, communicate with them it is I don't want to take it for granted it's amazing amazing that there are people engaging with us from around the world I know
1: gotta say it is Um, alright so let's go to questions Um, this one's from Chris Barry what's up Chris Chris
0: Barry in the house
1: what do you do when you and your partner perceive things differently and that is causing conflict it seems like an inescapable cycle of a misunderstanding how do you get out of that God, I love this question. Didn't we just have something recently? Oh, what was it? It was like a total, like we could not get on the same page. And it was basically like we were, um, yeah, we were just perceiving things differently. I don't oh remember. no, it was fairly recently. I mean, we do it all the time, yeah, okay, so let's, thing, give an but example, I yeah. don't
0: remember specifically where you're headed. Um, So this means that you're alive and you're in a relationship because I think this happens all the time and people coming from different perspectives. I mean, even as long as you and I've been together, Mm -hmm. it happens with a fair degree of frequency where you're just coming at it from different points of view and you realize in moments like that that you bring so many assumptions to a conversation, to word choice, to all of that. And when the person isn't making the same assumptions, they're not looking at it from the same perspective, it is so weird to have like, where you're like what is happening right now um one of the in a, like a normal conversation it really is just asking recursive questions um usually hitting the brakes long enough emotionally because what i find for me is i begin to like it ratchets up it's like wait what are you talking about and then it's just like all of a sudden you're up here like what's happening like because you it feels like the other person is messing with you, if I'm completely honest, yeah. where because you have this batch of assumptions and they have a totally different batch of assumptions, but your assumptions are this is water, right? They're invisible to you. You don't realize you're making them. So you think you're talking about something that's patently self-evident. So when you're saying these things and the person seems like they don't understand, it's like, okay, what is it that... Because this is the something that happens with um, people a lot is you're you don't use the most direct language humanly possible. So you might say something like, let's say that every Friday night we go to the same place. Every Friday, every Friday, every Friday. And instead of saying, hey, I don't want to go to that place anymore. I'm getting kind of bored of it. I've been meaning to tell you that for a couple of weeks, but we were just caught up in all this momentum of always doing the same thing. I don't want to do that. Let's stop and you know, think about where new we might both enjoy going. Instead of that, people will do something like this. So where do you want to go to dinner tonight? What do you mean? Like we go to the same place every time. It's like there's the the different levels that you're speaking on. The person actually means to say what I led with. But what they do is they ask a question. And the question is so jarring that you begin to like guess at what do you mean? You know what I mean? So that's where things I think derail. So getting to the point where you can articulate that feeling Mm -hmm. because the worst thing is i think nine times out of ten the reason they don't articulate that feeling is because uh one it's social convention you're not people don't think that they can just push their own agenda so they want to be soft about it Mm -hmm. that's problem number one and then problem number two is translating a feeling into a word they're actually if i'm not mistaken they're different sides of the brain so not even like different brain regions but actually different sides this is where split brain personality gets so interesting if i cut your corpus callosum so the thing that communicates between both sides i can get very different answers from you by showing you the same thing to one side versus the other so as you have that feeling on one side of your brain you're actually not Forming the words or even necessarily the intellectual idea that you could communicate with the other side of your brain So it stays locked over here in the emotion and then for whatever reason when you go to express that It expresses itself in the form of a question probably due to social conventions And so you're left like mm-hmm. having this weird argument where the other person is like wait I'm just asking you a question the other person is like but yeah But your question doesn't make any sense we go to the same place every time So what are you really trying to ask me? I'm not really trying to ask you anything I just want to know where you want to go right and it, it becomes what? that but you really are You're trying to say something, and that thing is, I've been bored going to that restaurant, and I really want to switch it up. We all do it all the time. But if people, and this is what I try to remind myself, hey, I have a wall of assumptions that I'm totally invisible to. Hey, I have these emotions that I'm now just for the first time beginning to articulate. So even I don't have a full intellectual grasp on what my feeling is. And so in the translation from feeling to word, there's this huge chasm magnified by the assumptions and now we're just like at odds so in those moments it's a habit loop right and i kick in so the feeling of weird discontent is initiates the habit loop of slow down articulate internally what the feeling is once i know what the feeling is and this is this is something i'm very proud of in myself when i have a feeling I force myself to articulate it in my head and the motivation is petty. I still admit it. Mm. And so I'll say, oh, whatever. That makes me feel insecure or Jesus. Like this shouldn't be this way. I fully recognize that. But it is. And here's actually why I'm getting agitated in this moment. But you have to use that feeling as a trigger for the habit loop to go through the gyrations of Okay, I have a, and this is something that I think winds you up. I'm actually relatively slow to process that stuff. So I'm always like, I can't tell you why, like with designing the house. So we're redoing the house. My poor, long-suffering wife handles all the logistics, which is a typically male thing. So poor you Um, have to do all of that because that is just not how I'm wired. And then on top of that, I'll look at something and it fills me with unease um, rage and stuff. like, and I don't understand why and so I'm like, I need time I don't know why, it just isn't right and I can't articulate it and that's frustrating for everybody, especially the person that is trying to book all the people that have to come in highly coordinated moments but I just know that feeling triggers my habit loop that I have to go inside, I have to identify what it is, even if it's petty, stupid, whatever I need to own it and admit it but I need the time to figure out what it is but this has gotten to be a very long answer, Mr. Barry. That is really the loop that you have to get into. So you have to figure out why you guys are on separate pages. What's causing the tension? It's almost certainly that people have feelings that they haven't yet forced over to the other side of the brain to learn to articulate. And until you can articulate it, the other person can't understand it.
1: Yeah, and the dinner thing is actually a really good example because for you, you've you know said. I make decisions all day, every day. So when it comes to dinner, when it comes to weekends, like, I don't want to make any decisions, just decide. So if you want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. The thing is, from my perspective, is I want a bit of, like, that, like... Because I'm going to say romance, but it's not exactly romance, but that kind of emotional connection where it's like, oh, babe, you know, like, oh, you don't want to go to that restaurant? All right, so what kind of thing? And I want, like, that engagement of, like, because you're keen and because you want to, you know... Um, make me happy, so like you want to be involved in like booking the restaurant and finding somewhere, um, and so I'm just like, hey, like should we do something else? I don't think I realize, like I just want to do something else. What so I should just say to him? I want to go somewhere else. Like you kind of go around and like see how he feels. If he's like, like babe, I have been looking forward to that steak all week. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, no worries. So it's like I try to tread carefully, and I forget that you're just like I don't and it's not that I don't care about you right it's that I don't care where we go for dinner so it's that kind of navigating those waters on going okay just be up front babe I'm not happy like we keep going to the same place every weekend like let's change places Um, I really want your input because it's meaningful to me and then you kind of break out of those you know those loops of like, oh my God, he doesn't even care. Like, he just said like, wherever, like, this is really meaningful. I thought Saturday nights were meaningful to him too. It's day night, And, you know, you kind of just like, like you say like get your, your thoughts in like a habit loop and you need to break out of that. And the one phrase that we've now said is, um, don't, well, oh God, I'm going to mess it up. Um, don't want me to want to do the dishes. Like, I'll do the dishes because you want me to, but you want me to want to.
0: Right, and so just from the movie The Breakup?
1: Is it really? With
0: Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. I think it's called The Breakup. Okay. Oh,
1: it it is from that actually, you're right. So it's like, if I want you, (laughs) so if I want, let's just take dishes because it's super easy and simple. If I want you to do the dishes and you're like, okay, I'll do them, but I have to ask. It's like, oh, you know, like, like, didn't it occur to him that I'm stressed out and I've got a lot of things on my plate pun not intended, Um, I've got a lot of things on my plate, and I just want him to help out. Now, you're not thinking about it, you're in your own world, you're doing your own thing, Um, and so the thought in your head of doing the dishes, you don't care about the dishes, so why would you think about doing them? Now, if I turned to you and was like, would you really be able to help me out and do the dishes to help me out? You'd be like, of course, baby, but initially when we got together, I wanted you to want to do the dishes, and for some reason that was the main thing but now looking back it's actually stronger that you do it even when you don't want to do it versus you wanting to do it so don't want you to want to do the dishes just ask you to do the
0: dishes truth and then going back to something you were saying before it's a collision of values Right. Like you. And by the way, this is one of the reasons I love the show. And one of the best pieces of advice that I have for anybody out there in a relationship, um, you should probably do a show because it gives you a chance to answer all these really obscure questions that you would never think to ask each other. But like just now, I realized that the what you're really going through with like wanting to like you like Planning the dinner and all that, like it triggers all the amazing things in you. You like not like logistics, but you're good enough at it that it's. Um, there's a difference between easy things to think about that are easy to think about mm-hmm. and things that are hard to think about. And they talk about this book. Talk about it in the book. Um, God, I often confuse these two. It's Hitmakers, and then whatever I read right after Hitmakers, which I think it was the thing I read after Hitmakers. And it's like things that are easy to think about cause you know, like flow and then things that are difficult to think about cause dis-ease. And then in that unease, you paint that onto the event. So for me, like thinking through all the logistics and oh, finding a new place and the cognitive load. And I've been thinking about, you know, I've been making decisions all day, all day long from a thousand different angles. Mm -hmm. So the last thing I want to do, so for us, it's like I have dis-ease from it and you have flow right? From wanting to get into that, it doesn't trigger any of that pain for you. So for you, it's like this bonding experience to come together and decide. So it's like, you want to bond. I want it easy. (laughs) And it's like, I want to go to dinner and be able to bond because I don't have to think about where we're going. So it's like, I want the deadly efficiency. And if we're both honest, what I secretly want is food to magically show up at the house. I don't have to leave, get in the less so now but it used to be really a big thing for you to want to go out yeah and so like you get those the collision of the two worlds yeah. we should probably move on even but, though I feel like we could. Well, talk no, about well no actually I
1: just want to take it one step further because right. this goes back to testing and that was such mm. a big thing can in you our... write
0: that down don't test
1: don't tell oh god
0: I know you want to I can't lose read it.
1: questions and ask questions and
0: yeah, but engage yeah for the people don't Come test alright for the people what was that I don't
1: know Oh yes. Good old Cindy on the walkie says she's gonna write it down. Thanks, Cindy. Nice. Thank you, Cindy. Um so it's really the don't test. This is actually one of, it was I don't wanna say one of the biggest, it's close up there of changing our relationship. So I think everyone has their own perception. So if he buys me flowers, it means he's, he cares. If he buys me flowers, if he writes a nice poem in my birthday. My birthday he remembers, remembers my birthday. anniversary. But, like, has paid attention to the things that I've, like, we went shopping three months ago, and I picked up this thing, and I said, I really liked it. Like, did he pay attention? Mm. Does he know that I actually want that for my birthday? Because I've actually hinted, like, wouldn't it be nice to have a new jacket? And eventually, we just, it was like, sometimes, in all honesty, I felt like you would fail or I would fail.
0: At, you... I would fail, right? All right so right. Like, we'll just keep it real for do, the people. Should I say the yeah. next
1: story? Which so, story? Th- I
0: don't even remember the story. Okay, he
1: doesn't remember the story. So it was early on in our relationship, I think maybe even just a year in. And oh, you're you talking about the Christmas thing? The watch.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so embarrassing. But go ahead. <laughs> but this
1: was a great lesson. Power to the people here. So um it's Christmas time. I see this watch, loved it. You know, we didn't have much money at all, so it was a little bit expensive. So it's like I don't want to say anything. Um, but like, oh, it'd be so cool if you got me this watch. And so I would like hint, drop little hints over time, like over like a month or two before Christmas. And At one point, I think I even said like, "Oh, if you've been listening, you're like."
0: You most certainly did. That's what spun me out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: and he was like, "Oh my god, I know what it is."
0: No, no, no! I went into panic that I had no idea what you'd been hinting at. So I did like really think, "What has she been hinting about? What has she been hinting about? What has she been hinting about?" Like,
1: okay, so what has she been hinting? So then, eventually, you gave me some sort of impression like you're going to be so proud. You're going to be so impressed. And this is when we were living in different countries. Yes. So you were in America. I was in um, England. I've got this present and I'm waiting to open it till last because oh, it's like God. for my, my hubby. And so I was no, leaving. I was
0: your boyfriend. I wasn't you even your fiancé at this yes, point. Yes, that's
1: true. But anyway, I saved the present for last and I'm so excited. And I was like, you know, because in my head, in the immaturity that I had, it was, he gets me. Right? Because, like, he knows the gift. He gets we're in me. love. We like, were how in could love. he not? He paid attention to me. These are all the feelings that make me feel special. Yes. And I open
0: it. Okay, keep in mind before she tells you what I got her, what she wanted was a watch. What she got was
1: teeth whitening strips. <laughs>
0: I am mortified. I'm absolutely mortified. Yes, you it had it so right. Teeth
1: whitening strips. I had mentioned a few times oh, that
0: it would. <laughs> that's why you don't hint. For and Christmas, from, he from brought that teeth day, I was so traumatized <laughs> and upset with myself. Hey, I did go I, get you the watch. Let's. Yes, but I wasn't. That.
1: And the thing is, look. Because I
0: was. Heartbroken, but it that made I had me so missed.
1: It made me laugh at the sure. time. but
0: <laughs> it made me want to crawl in like a fetal position.
1: Because he was like, "Was it what? Did I guess right? Did I guess right?" And in having a relationship where we said we'd never lie to each other, I couldn't lie to yeah. you. So I was like, "I did want teeth whitening strips, yeah. but."
0: not for Christmas. Oh, God. It was so heartbroken (laughs) and we were so far apart at the time. Yeah, because different countries. Like, this is emotionally stressful for me (laughs) now. Like, still. I am still crestfallen that I got it But it, But
1: it was a really strong lesson and the lesson was, like, don't test the other person because here's the thing. He tried, right? You really did try to think about, like, what was it that she would like and what was it that she told me? And it's not nice... Not feeling like you can deliver on it, so we kind of said after that, like, be upfront and honest. Like, don't test me because you're trying to test me as if it means like what I actually feel about you, but right. it's not, right? You have a people say you have an amazing memory because when it comes to statistics and remembering quotes, like you have an incredible. I've even tricked you. You have tricked me because I know the a story. You read, uh, you know, out of a hundred percent, you remember ten percent, but.
0: I just read that much. You just
1: read that much, correct. But you actually do have a terrible memory. He won't remember what we did last weekend. He won't remember what he had for dinner yesterday. Um, But it is what it is. And if then I used memory as a signifier for how much you care about me, I'd feel like very unloved. Yes. Sadly, I would. frankly. And so we actually said to each other, like, don't test each other because it's not an accurate reflection of how they think about you. So f- since then, it was, I always remind you of my birthday. Mm-hmm. I will even say to you whether I it's important for you to buy me a birthday card or not. And I'll say to him like a day before, two days before, like, hey, remember, it's my birthday.
0: Remember to give <clears> people <throat> the information when there's still time to do something about it. That's right. so very important. Ex- yeah.
1: Don't do it on the day where you're like, yeah. well, I was kind of hoping for this. Because now you've set them up for, for disaster. Yeah. Like set them up for success. So it's baby i really want you to write something for me it doesn't have to be in a card but it would be really meaningful for you to write something don't buy me a present that's what's meaningful to me today and so just tell them exactly what you want and then see if then they're able they can basically deliver on it um and even like i think i've set reminders in your phone before like um when we go out for dinner for my birthday it's i want you to book it i normally do all the bookings all of that i take care of all of that but on my birthday for whatever reason it's meaningful that you book it now every year you forget that won't last for the following year so i'll just remind you hey it's important that you book our restaurant for my birthday dinner like do you want me to set you an alarm to do it
0: right
1: so yeah Don't test, don't test, be honest, be super upfront, even if it's petty, right? Like, yes, it's meaningful that you book the restaurant. It seems pathetic that other people may be like, really, that's what you focus on? But it's meaningful to me, so set you up for success. Because it may be pathetic to you, but if you know it's meaningful to me, you're going to do it. For sure. All right. So, on that note, um, ah, Brittany wrote back about Japan. It was a lifelong dream to spend a year working here and I made it happen. That's amazing.
0: Nice. Very impressive. I've got
1: four months left and it's been amazing so far. Thank you for the shout out. Love
0: it. Brittany,
1: that's freaking awesome. Very cool. Amazing, amazing. Um, All right. Oh, here's a question from Jonathan Adams. I cheated on my girlfriend four months ago. Got her back finally, and then a month ago, she let me. She left me again for liking girls' pics on Instagram. I didn't mean anything. I love her with all my heart, but now she's shut down and built up a brick wall. I've never hurt so much in my life. How do I get through that wall and turn that switch back on with her? Whoa. Who goes first?
0: Man, by all means, if you've got someone, you hit it.
1: So... It's not just about the photo, right? It's it could have been anything. You it's trust. Right. You could be walking in the street and a pretty woman walks by and because she doesn't trust you, she's got her eye on you to see if you look at her because then it just reinforces that see I told you he's he's a cheater or see I told you he's, you know, um, he hasn't changed. And so until you can overcome that, it doesn't matter what you do. Look at girls' photos on Instagram, like a page. You're speaking to a a colleague at work who happens to be female. Like It can be innocent, but you haven't overcome that yet. And so clearly she doesn't trust you. And so one thing I would ask is you said um, it didn't mean anything. Why did you do it?
0: Oh, God. So this is... Interesting. This is going to get weird really fast. So, A, I totally get how a guy could have an affair and literally be like it really didn't mean anything. Um, Really? So
1: hang on, let's just So if if it was 100% sexual, yep. do you think that that like there could be tons of sex at home as well and you still yeah. go out and
0: uh, 100%. So,
1: is it Like, self-esteem? Because, oh, hey, a girl's coming on to me. It makes me feel
0: good. Oh, it would definitely make them feel good, but doesn't mean that he has low self-esteem. This is a fascinating insight. Yeah, look, I'll give you the neurobiological underpinnings of what's going on without saying that I think that this was smart behavior because clearly it was relationship destructive. And so if you don't get the result that you wanted, it clearly wasn't the right choice. So just based on results, I can tell you he made a mistake, which I don't think you would disagree with. You can take... uh, Vole, you can take a rat. They just do these studies with the small animals. I would probably holds true for chimps as well. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You put them in a cage with a known female. They will have sex once and stop. Take that female out, put a new female in, and it'll have sex again right away. And then stop. Take that female out. This is all like in, in a matter of hours. Put a new female in. They'll have sex again, but they wouldn't have had sex with the same one so pair bonding comes down to vasopressin uh oxytocin it's it is neurochemical there is um you can actually and i think it was dr amen that said that literally if you want to date his daughter um he scans your brain for it's like the uptake (laughs) of vasopressin or something or the production of vasopressin i forget because it's like there's a gene that says how um, much that will impact you. So for me, it's like sky high, right? So I bond with you, which is why I don't have problems with commitments or anything like that because what I get from a shared life is is like... 10x, 100x mm-hmm. what I get from the exhilaration of sex with other people. But it would be exhilarating. Like, and to, That's where I think people get them in trouble. It's why you and I talked very early mm-hmm. on in the relationship. It is not that I'm never going to find somebody attractive again. I will, for sure, 100%. If I see an attractive woman, I will have a physiological response to that. So if you take that personally, we've now got a problem because you're just fighting biology. However, I'm committed to you. I want to be in this. I get something so much more out of that sacrifice and that commitment than I get from the neurochemistry of uh, you know having somebody find me attractive, having somebody desire me, which is incredibly potent. Sure. And then, like anything... That rush of neurochemistry is like a drug. So if he has a propensity for addictive behavior or whatever, that rush may be so strong for him that it overwhelms what he gets from pair bonding. Now, that doesn't mean that obviously he's talking about he's in anguish. He's never experienced pain like this before. Um, So it doesn't mean that there's not repercussions and all of that. Also the prefrontal cortex, I'm going to guess, this is a guess, but I'm going to guess that he's young. And if he's less than 25, the prefrontal cortex doesn't even stop developing until you're 25. None of these are excuses because you either get the result that you want or you don't. And that is all that matters to me. And so somebody young can, of course, um, put themselves in a position where they don't cheat. I'm just saying, like, I'm explaining the neurobiology. Sure. That is it. (laughs) Now, to answer the question he actually asked... There's no getting back together. Not now. Take a year off. I just think that the way the human mind works, if you guys go discover yourselves for a year, look, the pain is real and the pain will suck, but the pain will dissipate. There's just no two ways about it. And I think he will learn way more about himself and about his relationship to the neurochemistry of sex um, by accepting the consequences of his actions, giving her the space that she needs to like re herself, re-establish herself, Um, because to not trust somebody, like there is no point to being in the relationship. None, none. If that person doesn't make you feel like they're number one. Okay. It's a feeling Mm. totally subjective, but the only thing I've ever encountered in my life that made the sacrifices of a relationship make sense is I want to be somebody's number one. Now. There's something about the passage of time and I think if they go off and have individualized experiences they may realize whoa despite that like I've never felt with somebody else the way that I felt with him but I you need time you need to go do things you need to go discover things you need to accept that you did something really fucking dumb from the perspective of I wanted to have a long lasting meaningful relationship with this person and I acted in, you know, discord with that, and I got this. Also, to be frank, like maybe monogamy is not this guy's thing. Maybe it's never going to be his thing, and he will forever swing right. in moments of loving, being in a pair-bonded relationship, and the moments of not. Um, and so there are certainly lifestyles to explore that don't that aren't predicated on monogamy. Um, read the book Truth by um, Neil Strauss. I'm almost certain it's called Truth. Maybe. By Neil Strauss, an utterly fascinating look at his own exploration with non-monogamous relationships, which for him resulted in, he was the guy that wrote The Game, which is about um, pickup culture. Um, But for him, he chased like every sort of non-monogamous variation of relationships there is only to realize, actually, what I want is to work through the issues that he had. I'm not saying this guy has the same issues, but just he had relationship issues that were from his childhood and all that, got past that partly from therapy and partly from exploring and has since been able to maintain a monogamous relationship. But he had to work through all of that. But I don't place a moral judgment on monogamy. For me, it is purely a question of, are you open and honest? And are you both actually getting from the equation what you want? And if you are, phenomenal. And if you're not, then one of you has to change something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. The problem... And I think you're right, right, he needs to really ask himself like why did he cheat if if it's just the you get the hormonal you know response and it makes him feel good and it gets in the rush and stuff um then as the woman, like I can't help you with that, so she's so like if it was me right, I so love you, and I want to be with you desperately, but if the reason being was like it just felt good, I'd have to break up with you because there's no... Oh, how do you overcome that, right? It's not, I feel really down on myself and you know, um, work was going terribly, I got fired from work, and so I just wanted to feel needed. I'm not saying there's any reason- I was gonna
0: say you wouldn't excuse that. No,
1: I wouldn't excuse it. But we've already had that, that talk from the beginning. So when we first met, I said to you, there's two things that I will never forgive you for. And this is when we first met. Um, I won't forgive you if you ever cheat on me because that means I can't trust you again and um, if you ever hit me. So those were the two things for me that were like, I will not overcome this. But look, I don't pass judgment on people who do forgive people that cheat. Um, it's just you need to find out what that is and you have to work on it. Like if you choose to stay in that relationship, what are you doing differently? Because if you're not doing anything but differently... Do you
0: really, so can you give a single example? People that we know, I'm not saying the examples aren't out there, but are people that we have first-hand relationship with that have truly gotten past infidelity without taking time off? Mm. I
1: don't know. I can't really think about people who... I don't I think don't so. Um. Yeah, I don't necessarily know. It creates know.
0: such an imbalance. I don't know. I, I don't look, necessarily
1: think that that's the right thing for everybody. Like, you may want to, like, dig in deep, find out the real reason, work on that. Um, Yeah, I guess
0: with enough therapy. Like, if they were willing to... to, Yeah, they're both willing
1: to, and you figure out, like, why, what caused it in the first place, and both sides are willing. But um, until you have those discussions, until you make those changes, until you actually sit down and go, what are we going to do differently? How did we come to this point? Like, whatever the reason, right? I was drunk. I don't want to make any excuses, but... Figuring so out this
0: is interesting. You need there to be a reason? Yeah. That's interesting. If neurochemistry, it was, nope, millions of years that. of evolution, no, doesn't. that doesn't because help Because... But having a bad day at work and being drunk? Well, like that I tell
1: you why. Because what are you going to change then? If it's purely just like she was hot and I wanted to get some, what are you going to change?
0: Self-discipline. Commitment.
1: Right. So has Controlling that, your impulses. Right. So Has that actually been discussed? Like, oh my God, my impulse was, and I, you need to discuss that and figure out then how to get to that next level. But if it was just like, I don't know why I did it, you can't change. But what if
0: the answer was legitimately, I know exactly, I've had time to think about Mm -hmm. it. I know exactly why I did it. It was the drug-like intoxication of being desired.
1: Right. Okay. So... I, there'll be multiple things. And again, like I haven't been in this situation, so I'm just kind of thinking about what I w- sure. would want to do. Um, I think it'll be like, okay, so what are you going to change? So that, right, self discipline. How are you going to practice self discipline? So I can right. see that. Um, also, whether you like it or not, there has been that effect on me. And so this is what I need from you. To get the trust back it may be silly right it may be i don't want you ever talking to another woman um on social for oh. months but, but i'm just it may be silly sure. but like every, you need to be honest because if that person isn't feeling um like they're you know like they're your number one anymore you have to give them the keys to the kingdom and say this is what's going to make me feel like you're number one again mm-hmm. and if you disagree then cool, now at least you know, she wants me to do X, I'm not willing to do X, that means that we can't go any further. But until you have those discussions, like, how do you overcome that problem? You can't. And so now you're kind of just pushing it aside, hoping that telling her you love her is going to make a difference, which it won't. Just buying her flowers every so often, hoping that that's going to make a difference, it won't. So I think you need to be very honest in what you need and then see if you're both willing to do it because maybe he's willing to do it.
0: I think the likelihood that that ends in crazy town is rapidly approaching 100%. I think the only advice that we can give in good conscience is split up or get therapy. Yes? Yes, 100%. Yeah.
1: But that's what I mean by like therapy, like Talking about it, talking about what yeah, you I'm need. Yeah, I'm
0: just saying there's a real difference between talking about it and talking about it with a professional who can help you develop the tools that you need sure. to get by. But that was very interesting. Thank you for the vulnerability. Yeah, that Yeah, that I know. To ask that really,
1: question. really. Thank you. Um, all right. So some people have asked about my shirt. Nice. Yeah. So The um, custom
0: version of your shirt, I trust?
1: So is there an Impact Theory t-shirt for girls? Um,
0: there is. It's called the Impact Theory t-shirt for boys with scissors. And you and cut the I sleeves saw. off. <laughs> but we're working on that. Yeah, we are working, working on working it because,
1: you know, I yeah love to rep what I believe. And but, technically
0: it's unisex. It's not yeah. for
1: boys. And I do just cut the arms. Um, I have a shirt that has like those cuts in the back. Um, and so I'm trying to learn how to do those like cool design cuts wow. in the back. And when I say learn, I mean, just ask a few people. Um, but oh, um, right. so yeah, I just customize them. But right now you can buy them on our Impact Theory website.
0: You can. ImpactTheory.com. Click on the shop link. Store link. Store? Shop. Which is it? They'll figure it out. It's store shop. <laughs> Yay. Stop. There it's shop. it is. Shop. Thanks, Indy Thank you,
1: Cindy. Um, All right, we've got time for one more question. Well, it's only four minutes left, so it's going to be. Are you serious? Wow,
0: we went deep on like two questions. I know that's hella deep. Yeah, can we get? Can we do rapid fire? I'm trying to get better. No, well, because I've got to read the questions
1: and find a good one, and then rapid questions. What if it's not a rapid answer? Uh, It's so demanding. Um. All right. (laughs) Okay, so this is from Nicole Telfar. Thomas is just wow. Tom has described Lisa as being a ninja when it comes to supporting him at his lowest moments. Can you talk more about this? What does it take to support someone's back to being their best selves and how do you not get stuck in the negativity while you support? Um, So, f- do you want to
0: go first? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, but this is really about you. Yeah. Um, What makes you a ninja?
1: It's... So you're, oh God, there's multiple things to this. It's knowing that you're my number one. So I will do anything to, um, to help support you. And so what does that mean? Right? Like there's emotional support, there's, um, emotional support within yourself. There's a support within the company, support within your beliefs and your vision, um, and so ultimately, I think everybody wants to feel like there's someone on your side. And so no matter what happens, I think about my actions and I think, does he feel like I'm on his side? Now, that doesn't mean you just agree to everything, right? Like I'm far from just agreeing to everything that you want to do or... Um, but it's... I'd
0: like you to work on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll work on it. Um, but it's going like, what is your priorities? My priorities is, is you, is feeling like you have... Um, somebody there for you, your're number right that you're someone's number one right. um, and if that is my priority, everything else has to then be secondary. So if it comes to make a decision based on money, making a decision based on um, time, situations, like all of that, the first thing I ask myself is, does does he feel like he's not my number one? because if for instance, let's take quest, for example. Um, you in a job that you hated, um, before quest, um, awareness technologies, you were just miserable, you know, eight years grinding it out, grinding it out. And the reason why it went eight years, I think was a big thing is like, look, if this is what you need to do, then do it. And then going, what is the worst case scenario? Right? So right now you're unhappy. I want to try and help you with that, with that. Um, and then we started talking about like outlandish ideas. So you were like, what if we just left and left the country and we were creatives and we just sat on a beach in Greece and I got to learn the language, you know, dive deep in the culture and we could write and be creative. And I thought, here's a guy who's for eight years, your soul has been sucked out and there's a spark in you. And I haven't seen this spark in a while. And I wanna encourage that because I see how much that makes you look, you seem alive. So if I'm thinking about the financial situation, our apartment, what we're going to do about visas, like, but what is my family going to say? We've just spent eight years trying to do this one thing. What are we just going to walk away from it? Like all these thoughts and worries and things that go in my head, um, none of it mattered because I knew my priority. My priority was you. And seeing that spark alive is like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to encourage that. And so everything else will work itself out. And so when you're down, it's making sure that you know that I am that support. But again, not kind of like we were talking about earlier with my um, digestive issues is not coming down to that level. And you've given this example before, but it's true, right? Like when you're knocked to your knees, I don't sit down next to you and cry with you and say, woe is us, right? I say, babe, it sucks. It sucks. Now let's fucking fight this. Like I'm here all the way. Let's do this. Like so empowering you to get that strength and um, not feeling sorry for you. Yeah. That's kind of a long No, that was answer. good. And
0: that The last part was what I was going to add to that if you didn't. And that to me is the most important. Remind the person of who they're trying to become, right? Yeah. Uh, You use my words against me very effectively. You remind me you get what you focus on and um, that you really can't have sympathy for somebody without pity. And I think at the end of the day, nobody wants to be pitied. I want empathy. I want you to understand, Mm -hmm. but I don't want you to sympathize and get on your knees and cry with me. So, all right, we've got to be way over time at this point. I fear that an alarm is about to go off. Oh, yeah, one minute. What's that?
1: Oh, we we'll go to 11.05. Oh. Well, there's one thing that I want to add to that. Okay. Um, having kind of mantras and quotes that you just repeat over to yourself, like for me is very powerful. And um, the one thing I always tell myself is sink or swim, either way, baby, we go together. That's it. Like sink or swim. If we succeed, we'll be together. If we fall and drown, we'll be together. But it doesn't, like that doesn't matter. It's the being together part that... Is the biggest thing for me. So I don't focus on um, the highs and the lows versus, you know, are we on that same level and do we support each other throughout that?
0: Nice. And you do say that. No question. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here at Relationship Theory. It, as always, has been a lot of fun. We went hella deep on like very few questions. Uh, but those were some pretty amazing questions and we are eternally grateful to you guys for asking those questions and for being a part of this community. We're reading all of your comments. We are super, super grateful for the amount of engagement that we get. We don't take a single comment for granted. There really is us, and by us I mean me replying to all the comments and we will keep jabbing at this one and hopefully taking away some of her other responsibilities so that she can get out there and be social as well
1: oh and going off to that so we've got an, we, yeah we've got another we've got another intern Ibrahim welcome oh, yeah, Ibrahim. he's downstairs getting uh, trained but we'll bring right. him up another day yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. We'll so we'll another it. you know impactivist making a difference indeed. here at impact theory
0: indeed. All right, guys, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. This is a Weekly Show. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take be legendary. Hey everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now